Have you ever tasted your own pee? Like even by accident. <laughs> okay, better question. Where did this come from? I'm just wondering. It wasn't like something that happened, but I'm just wondering like if, if it ever crossed your mind or, you know, we're, we're of 30 years, you know, I'm 30, you're, I don't know how old you are, uh, you know, 27, whatever. I'm wondering over the course of your life, has this ever happened to you? No, no, never, <laughs> never. That even even on accident. Nope. Okay. All right. You? Uh, not that I can recollect. Uh, definitely not by choice. It was. Uh, I think the last time I considered it was actually after watching the movie um, Waterworld, where Kevin Costner's character pisses into the filtration system and then he uses it just to drink water. But in reality, yeah, it uh, not something that I think I would ever, ever actually do. But isn't there like, like I know you're expelling bad stuff, but are there actual nutrients in, in urine that you can actually filtrate out and, and drink? I'd imagine that, something? that if there was a small amount, it does not outweigh all the nastiness that you're expelling. Hmm. I guess because your body, your body's, you know, your not, body's not perfect, but it's gonna utilize as much as possible. So I no, don't know about your I'd body. My body's mostly a, used. I'm an Adonis. Okay. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So the Samsung Galaxy Fold is a real thing. It's the <laughs> the first commercially <laughs> sold foldable Android phone that you can buy for two thousand dollars. And have it break and, within a week. And have it break within a week. <laughs> I, I, like, man, like, like part of me at first was like, uh, well, it seems like somebody's doing this wrong. But then when it was like pretty much every single reviewer that got their hands on it. And, you know, these, these reviewers, are, they're not, they're not dumb people. They're, they're very skilled in the things that they do. Right. But. It seems like there was one thing that Samsung neglected to mention, which is, uh, first off, by the way, that thing that's on your screen that looks like the screen protector, it's not, so don't touch it. Um, I think T-Mobile was the only company that actually has a warning label on there uh, when you buy the Galaxy Fold directly from T-Mobile. But when you buy it directly from Samsung, there's no warning label. Um, And then, yeah, it just, just... it's like everybody's fear about this foldable display has come true within seven days. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how that passed like R and D honestly, like how did that get to the market to where they're like, yeah, this quality it's fine. It's great. I, people, I feel like because this is such a new thing that R and D just cannot, uh, cannot take into account human error and not not that it it is human error but it's human to do different things and try different things with something that is very new and the people in uh the the research department like oh no they'll probably won't do that that who would ever do that people normal people would try different things they try to see if it if if the screen protector comes off or try and like how 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 good those magnets are when you close it and things of that nature. So I don't know. Like we are very much years away from this being a norm 
I think the tech is cool that we have foldable AMOLED screens and OLED screens. I think the tech itself is cool. Uh, I was watching some reviews of them saying like why you would want this, like the continuity of having a small screen to a big screen, you mm-hmm. know, going going from your calendar application to which it's the day that you're looking and then you open it up and it gives you the whole week. I can see that being useful, but that's like one or two apps, maybe three. You know, I, I just, it's not a, I don't see it being like a, I have to spend $2,000 for that functionality. Good God. I, I think that it will have its place in the tech world, having the ability to flip open to a real tablet. Um, I could see that being like a real thing, but my more concern is like, how did they not test for just like the basics of like, let's open and close it a whole bunch. They did. They had a machine open and close it like thousands of times. But that's a machine. You got to give it to someone and let them open and close it a bunch of times. Well, machine isn't going to do then, a machine's going to do close to what a human can do, but it's not, sure. gonna, it's not going to do what le- like we're going to use it for. We're not going to vary the speed that we close it or the pressure that we close it. We're going to, um, you know, close it maybe a different way. So instead of holding both sides and closing it like a perfect book, maybe having one side laying down on a counter and closing the other side to it. Like there's, different scenarios that we're going to close it. They're going to create different pressure points and different issues. And like, there's only so much you can build a machine to test for. You need a person to do it. Well, I, I agree with that, but that's why I feel, um, this is such a new thing for them that when it came to the idea of, well, we have to test the hinge, like they would test the hinge of a flip phone. Like, well, for years, people would open and close flip phone flip phones at different variances, and that you know, using machine to do the testing that worked for us. So we'll just continue using machine. But this is such a new area for any company, whether it be Samsung, Huawei, Xiaomi, any of them, that they're gonna have to go through these trials and tribulations. It's kind of good that it was Samsung that this happened to because they have the money to be able to say, okay, hold on. Let's let's slow the rollout. I don't know if they have actually slowed the rollout, but they could slow the rollout and we'll do just a tiny bit of a recall and we'll try and get these these phones underway or we'll give better messaging on how to how to use the the, the hinge of the phone. And and to a degree like that might ha- that might be a part of it. That might be that you have to educate users, hey, you want to open it and in, in close it this way, but we're telling you, if you do, you're going to break it. So don't open it and close it the way that you think you want to open it and close it. You have to do it this way. And the longevity of, of the phone will then be a lot uh, longer than, than, uh, than otherwise. Mm. I feel like this is just mainly like a bleeding edge tech kind of thing where it's uh the people who want the latest and greatest and need it day one or day zero uh sure they're gonna get burned by this and that's what they want they want the 
tech enthusiast to pave the way for the common person. No, you're not wrong there. Um, but, you know, the barrier to entry is so high, so very high. Um, it's kind of like when computers, home computers first came out. Like, mm. the, you know, very few people had them. The ones that did were super enthusiasts or they were like executives in the company. So they had an extra computer to bring home for the family. It's the only computer on the block. And they broke them, you know, time and time again, like because they were doing things wrong with them. But it's not to say that computers were bad. It's that it's it's a means of training the users on how to properly use the computer. Don't hit the keys too hard. It's not like a typewriter keyboard. Um, you know, don't bang on the CTR because it's maybe maybe it's not like your regular TV screen. It's 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 a little bit different. So so it, it was it was years of training, and then also of course it was the technology itself becoming cheaper. And the barrier to entry was a lot lower mm. and vastly more affordable for people. So to your point, it is a fringe kind of uh, interest uh, of people that would, would want to buy this phone. And maybe it is very much a phone that would work in verticals. Like you remember when Microsoft announced the HoloLens and a lot of us were like, that looks great. Who is really going to use it? Well, right. we found out and it's frontline workers. It's people in the industry. It's people in the in, uh, and like industrial kind of um, uh, uh, mechanized uh, workspaces or even in medical, but it's not your everyday people. And that, that took like, what, two, three years to find out? And now we're fine with that. It's like, okay, it's $3,000. It makes sense why it's so expensive. It's actually cheaper than what, a, what a, when it was when it first came out. So we're kind of fine with that. And so maybe that's where foldable phones is gonna be. Like, it's great, mm-hmm. it's, it's here for consumers. You'll be that one guy that has it, just like that one Google Glass guy that I saw at GDC. You'll be that one guy, <laughs> and then we'll move on, and that's fine. And I'll, we'll, the rest of us will continue having normal phones that maybe curve, maybe don't curve, and have a stylus or not. I wish, I, I genuinely wish Samsung would stop with the whole curve thing. Curved TVs, curved phones. It's like, okay, I get it. You, you have curved tech. Congrats. Stop. Oh man, it's all about the curve. Does your phone have a curve? What phone do you have? No, you have a Pixel. I have a, I have a Pixel Three XL, and it has a. It's not curved. It's it's almost edge to edge screen, except for the giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what do they call it? Not a bump. What's the nomenclature notch. that they've been calling it? The notch. Thank you. So there's that giant notch at the top that I've gotten used to. It only took like a day for me to get used to. And, uh, yeah, so there's not a, not a curve necessarily, but yeah, I don't, I honestly, I don't see the, the, the allure of the curve. I think it's cool to see that we've gotten to this level of technology where again, we can curve screens, we can fold screens and they still work to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Where's, where's the real world use case? Right. Well, you could look the look at the curve from your bedside table and it'll give you information without you having to look at the full screen. Like, no, I, that's, that's not, it's not worth it to me. <laughs> it's not worth it to me. Like, right. I said, I said, sell me on it. Not just <laughs> make up stories, yeah. but ours go to 11. It's like, why don't you just make 10 higher? But ours go to 11. It's like, it doesn't, it doesn't make a d- big difference. It's fine. So, but Hey, if you like curve, do your thing. 
and also tell us why. Yeah, please do. Uh, contact us, still recording, on Twitter. Avengers is coming out in a week. Did you see Captain Marvel? I have not. Okay, you need to see Captain Marvel first. Right. And then you can go watch Endgame. No, I've, I need to see both Captain Marvel and Ant-Man. Oh, man. Yeah, you know what? I have to disagree. I don't think you need to see Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fine. I think it's fine. You don't need to see Ant-Man. I don't know. Like, I to see. You can want to see it. Like, if it just so happens to be playing, you can watch it. But I don't need. I don't think you need to seek out time and money, uh, or whatever, and resources to go watch Ant Man. Unless it's on Netflix. Is it on Netflix already? I don't even know. I I know the first one is. Don't know. Yeah, I I need the second one for sure. Ant Man. Uh oh yeah, Ant Man is on Netflix. Oh, there you go. Is it something that I can the download? One, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp is on Netflix. Uh, it is not something that I can download. How rude. That sucks. <laughs> so much well, no, bad. I'm going to be on a plane for like, I don't know, God knows how long it takes to get to South Carolina. So I'd like to try and watch something. I'm download not going to go office. anywhere. Well, no, I actually, there's this new show on Netflix called The Umbrella Academy. And I don't quite know how to explain the synopsis of the show, but it's like these eight orphans that have these special powers or something, and uh, they get adopted by this one guy, and then he dies, and then uh, I don't know how that factors into it all. Um, But it's basically their life of living together in this giant mansion with superpowers, and I don't know if they're saving the world or not. I think it's based off of a graphic novel. I couldn't tell you, uh, but it looked kind of funny. I think Ellen Page is in it. She's kind of she's kind of funny, you know. So if you're into that sort of thing, but Who's yeah, Ellen the Page? Umbrella Academy. What? I don't know who that is. <laughs> Ellen Page, she, uh, Juno. You know, you know the movie Juno, Juno, Juno. Juno, yes. Juno. Yes. Juno, Juno. She's Juno. That's Ellen Page. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then to to my uh, sh- uh, to my uh, chagrin, uh, there's new season of New Girl, but that's not downloadable either. I'm like, what the hell? I you understand just can't win. It, I understand it's all about licenses and what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. Um, but yeah, it, I, I was kind of upset about that, but. I've been wanting to watch uh, uh, the uh, the Umbrella Academy. And there's also, um, I, I keep on telling my, my girlfriend to watch this, and I'm going to tell you again. Love, Death, and Robots. This, this is the I've watched Netflix. the first two episodes. Okay, what did you think? Without giving so, anything away. <laughs> A non-spoiler review. Um, I don't think I'll be continuing the series. Uh, the first two episodes are definitely worth it. Uh, the first one is. That's such in, a weird recommendation. I'm not gonna continue, but the two episodes totally worth it. Like, <laughs> like so why are the other episodes not gonna be worth it? Because uh, the second episode is the one I thoroughly enjoyed, and um, if there was more of that, I would definitely watch it. There's probably not going to be, and that's okay. Mm. 
but that's kind of the storyline I'd like to follow. I'm usually not one for like action stuff. So what do you mean you're not I thought you would so you saw the three robots, right? Yes. That one's that's hilarious. No, that's what I'm saying, is if they if they could have more of that. But how do you not like action? We just talked about seeing seeing Avengers. That's about action. It's in the name, Avenger Action. It, like it's it's a subtitle. <laughs> but it's all <laughs> it's all about action. And you're sitting there telling me that you don't like action? Come on. Not really. Just, I don't know. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. It's just not. So you don't like action, but you love getting into the thick of it while you digitally murder other people. Oh, yeah. So you like the act of action if you're the one doing it digitally. Or even sometimes actually, like I know you like going on hikes and everything and, and getting sweaty behind the ears. I, I, I get that. But if you're sitting and watching a 12-minute episode, because these are tiny novellas. They're tiny. Very, mm-hmm. very short. Mm-hmm. 17 minutes. No go mm-hmm. for Shlomo over there. Yeah, no, no, thank you. It's, it's mainly the, like, yeah, how serious they are. It's like the first one was good. But I just I don't mm-hmm. know I don't know it. Okay, can I can I tell you one more episode that I highly recommend that you watch? Okay, and that actually that actually is the third episode, the 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 witness. It is super interesting, of an episode. Um, it's very much NSFW. Like you got kids <laughs> in the room, you take them out. Very much no no goody 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 for that. But like how the plot thickens and how it there's a it's very very much Black Mirror esque and if you've ever oh, yeah, watched any is. Black Mirror, oh yeah yeah totally yeah the whole the whole thing is like very much Black Mirror esque but this one more so I think even more so so give it look give it twelve minutes of your life twelve minutes I'm asking for here twelve minutes and I think you'll be very happy that you did watch it. I shall see if I can find some time. I, I'm sure I could find time for you, but I'm, that would make me sound like a smart ass. And I've already, <laughs> I've already gone too far down that road, so I'm just going to stop while, while I'm ahead. Good. So I saw a funny question on Ask Reddit, and I wanted to propose it to you because okay. I feel like there's a, there's a partial chance that our answer will be the same. Um, I'm going to get a little religious with you for just a second, but it's not about religion. That's fine. Um, okay. All right. And it's, uh, Jesus said, he who lives by the sword dies by the sword. And he was a carpenter who died nailed to a piece of wood. By this logic, how would you die? Uh, electrocuted by technology. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like that answer. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, I'm, I can I complain I, about it enough. I feel like it'd be like a Walmart wall falling over and squishing me. 
<laughs> Walmart wall or you know, or just the the the, the all, all the things at the top bin at Costco on on the top shelf just falling there onto you. you. The, yeah, they're over storage. <laughs> the overstock, go. yeah. Oh man. Is that is that pretty much the same answer that you would give? Yeah, I think so. It'd be yeah. I think it'd either be um something to do with Walmart or tech just frying me. I think it's more of tech just frying you because even if you uh, if you changed your job to something else, you'd still be surrounded by tech and not be surrounded by Walmart, hopefully. <laughs> so, unless unless you got a job at Walmart and like their tech department, mm-hmm. then I then I would come over there to Utah and punch you and <laughs> be like, "Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> We've had this conversation." Mm. I've got a question for you, Ashley. What do you think is the most morally wrong thing you've done in a video game? Um, ooh, uh, there was a game called Homefront that kind of touched on morals, um, mm. the morals of war, and they tried okay. to. What they tried to do is they tried to make the bad guys kind of like have. A heart and a soul like you know still they're bad guys they're doing the wrong thing but they're still people um, okay like what there was one part where you uh, were at like a parking lot a giant parking lot and there's a ton of bad guys ahead and your airstrike comes through and they drop white phosphorus on the bad guys and for those of you who don't know what white phosphorus is it's it's like napalm like it's 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 mm. a material that will get on you and stick to you and burn forever i mean you can jump in water and it will still burn like it'll still be on fire it doesn't yeah. matter what you're doing it, it's and it's um crazy hot like i don't know what the exact numbers are but it is so ridiculous like it, it melts usually through like metals and stuff it it it's used to get into armored placements so dropping yeah. it on a human is really pretty messed much up. and yeah pretty ha- much you had the option at this point um where the game said you can either let them burn because they're screaming in agony or you can shoot them to end their misery either way they're dying you know i'm they're, right they're currently actively on fire but uh you can either let them suffer or you can end their pain early what did you choose? Uh, I let them suffer. Wow, dark man. <laughs> I that's mean, pretty dark. That, that's grim. You're missing a lot of the. You're missing a lot of the information from the campaign. There was the. Nope, I'm the taking it out of context. You're a grim person. <laughs> <laughs> Going on, moving on. Next topic. <laughs> yeah, they 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 were pretty. Uh, they were pretty messed up, but yeah, that's that's the one that sticks out in my head. What about you? I don't know. Well, I haven't played a game like that. I'd say like with, with Grand Theft Auto, it's, you know, there's a lot of NPCs and they're just NPCs as they are. Uh, but some of them, they come up to you for like missions and things like that. And I think like one of them, it was this girl that was having trouble with her boyfriend and you just happen to have a car and you're like, yeah, sure. I'll pick you up. And it's, you know, in real world, you would never do this, but of course it's a side mission for the game. And 
I, I end up helping her get back together with her boyfriend who's, I, I think is like escaping from his abusive parents and everything. So they get out of the car and everything's hunky-dory. and says, mission completed. Like, cool, awesome. I'm going to go run over them. So I just go run over them and I kill them and I take like oh, money. Geez. And it's like, you know, <laughs> there's not a lot of money from like teenagers or like, you know, 20 year olds. So I only get like $26 from their pockets or whatever. But of course, upon doing that, it so happens a cop was across the street. So that, that goes into my warn uh, my wanted level. But yeah, I think that's like the most morally, one of the most morally wrong things that I've done. Um, I think the other thing would be uh, like going up to somebody who's kind of like, like, like your situation uh, that they're either dying or about to die and I could either let them go in hopes that they might live or shoot them in the back of the head. And I think I, my choice was always shoot them in the back of the head. Because in, 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 in the game, more than likely, if they had the choice, they were always going to shoot me first and ask questions later. So, yeah. You're Don't dead. Don't give them that option. <laughs> yeah, it's an AI game. Of course, game. yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Man, GTA, like, that's one of the few games that I've actually, like, taken the time to modify on the computer. There's, I found there's, there's this... Um, mod that you can do where everything runs at 0.25 speed oh god like super slow-mo super slow yeah for fun to play in slow-mo because you could start like sniping uh helicopter pilots with pistols <laughs> wow <laughs> so microsoft edge is now officially going to be based off chromium which is what google chrome is based on and there's already been not leaks, but the developer preview of the new Edge is already out, so you can go ahead and download it. It looks like Chrome. It looks really? and feels like Chrome. There's no, there's no like if, buts, maybes. I mean, the the only the major difference is that your uh, your syncing abilities are going to be through Microsoft right. versus Google. Right. Do you think? that the adage of people just use Edge to download Chrome is going to go away now because the reason why people use Chrome, I don't think is because of the Google services. It's because it runs a lot better. So now that Edge is going to be Chrome, do you think people will start using Edge? I mean, I use Edge, like, especially on my laptop, my laptops. Mm -hmm. I exclusively use Edge. Chrome is only why? launched if I need a password. Uh Chrome sucks for battery life, dude. Like, okay. Super well, now that Edge is going to be, well, now that Edge runs on Chrome, are you fearful that you're going to have worse battery life? Um, a little. I'm curious okay. how it's going to go with battery life. I feel like maybe uh, the the people making Edge will be a little more battery conscious than Chrome. I feel like they don't really care. On Chrome, they're like, let's make a really powerful browser. Okay. Are you going to make it, uh, like, battery-friendly for, uh, you know, mobile users or, uh, or laptop users? N no. We're, we're here to make a good browser. Right, but I'm running on a battery. That sucks. Yeah, Charge you, your battery. You use, you use Edge on your computer. Uh, you also use Safari on your iPhone. So the syncing 
of like your favorites list and everything is not a big issue for you. You you don't care about that. Um, no, I mean I have so so when it comes to favorites, I have probably two websites favorited. Uh, okay. and, and that's across all three browsers. That's a that's a grand total. <laughs> um, and they're both work related. <laughs> So I don't do a lot of favorites. I don't use a favorites list at all. I just, whenever I need to, if I need to go to type in Reddit, um, I just type in R E enter cause it autofills mm-hmm. and I'm on Reddit. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Like I don't, I don't bother with, with favorites. I, 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 Oh, I do use a few favorites on my phone on Safari. Um, what do I use them for? I'm actually going to look since we're talking about it. Okay, so on Safari, I have 16 favorites of which I tap two regularly, uh, which are it's a, one of them uh, is a website that's no longer exists, but it's an HTTP link, so it's not secured. The reason I use that is so if I'm on like Starbucks Wi-Fi, it can uh, allow for the redirect and allow me to get on their Wi-Fi. That's the only time I tap that link. And then the other one is Jackbox TV for my favorite Jackbox games. Um, I'll use those. And oh, man, look at these. Rockband.com, Geekology, IGN, Geek.com. Don't use any of those. Destiny Public Event Timers. Oh my word! This is like a trip down memory lane. I haven't looked at these forever. So, if you wanted, you could download the mobile mobile version of Edge for your iPhone. Yeah, and, and I've got Edge your... and Chrome on my phone. Okay, I just don't. I don't well, on, know. Uh, the reason on your I iPhone, don't... which which browser do you use the most though? Safari, one hundred percent. Okay. It. Uh, I will say this this is the one thing that I want Apple to improve which is their third party support they do make it hard mm. for third party to run natively on their phones and like it runs fine but like let's take Spotify for example I can't say hey so and so play whatever song and it'll run through Spotify it'll always run through Apple Music and right. It is something that I know like is a huge pain point for a lot of users and it's very much on their uh, radar. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's ever going to be fixed, but then again, there's a lot of things that people said never would happen and they have happened. So They have happened. Yeah. I wonder if it's a privacy issue because that would, would require the uh, Apple to have more hooks into your Spotify account to be able to see your Spotify account. And the whole thing with Apple is that they're the most secure operating system, at least for mobile's sake. And they're not wrong. They are fairly secure. The things that make your phone less secure are your other apps. And for Apple to say, yeah, you can have these other apps on your phone, but we as Apple, we're most secure because we don't have any hooks into those apps. So you can't say, play Rammstein on Spotify because we don't have that hook, but because uh, but that still makes us more secure. It just makes us less convenient. But mm-hmm. what's more important to you, convenience or security? 
and you know people will say well i want convenience like okay then go to android you have less security but you have more convenience and then we get into that whole conversation apples versus android which we're not going to do now i want to bring it back to the initial topic of convo though which is uh which is the whole thing uh of people complaining that edge sucks because it isn't as good of a rendering engine uh, as Chrome or whatever. Uh, Microsoft did mention that they're going to be taking out about 20 different APIs out of the Chromium engine and putting in Microsoft services. So I wonder if that's going to make battery life better or worse. Uh, I'm not quite sure, but personally, I'm excited. I think the I think it's not going to make a difference though because it's about it is about inertia in technology like we're used to mm-hmm. using chrome so if you're used to clicking on that multicolored simon says looking icon and it's not there well you're going to go download that simon says icon called chrome but if you're clicking on that that lowercase e even if it looks like chrome it's like ah oh, this looks like chrome that's mm-hmm. weird I'm going to go download Chrome. Like, I, I still feel like people are going to do what they're used to, no matter what. Yeah, I could see it going both ways. And I don't know, that makes me sad. I yeah, I really like just Edge. Like, it works yeah. just fine for me. Um, the only thing that makes me have to do something is I have to get my passwords in multiple places, which... I don't use like LastPass or anything, so I guess I make that harder on myself, and I I accept that. I'm I'm okay with that answer. Um, but once I get like passwords and stuff synced, everything works just fine. Um, yeah, my main my main concern is just the the battery life. The rendering works fine. The only thing I've heard with rendering is that Google change their YouTube rendering if you're on Edge or Firefox so it makes it harder for the browser to load so it takes longer if I yeah. heard this correctly which That's is right. kind of BS um, but honestly like I I don't have many problems I think over the course of a few years the, I've only run into one website that genuinely had issues rendering in edge versus chrome and it wasn't even like uh, rendering it was just the scroll feature didn't work as well um like somehow it didn't recognize where your mouse was in one browser versus another i i i will say chrome on touchscreen sucks and edge on touchscreen was really good so i'm a little worried about that yeah well you're scrolling that's part of like the whole Windows 10 thing, right? Is having good like uh, input support. So I don't. I, I would feel like if if there was someone to get it right, it'd be them. Well, if you want to go download it, the uh, the developer uh, and Canary versions are available. So are they we'll separate from like a full Windows update or what? Yeah, I don't believe that they're. There, it's you, you don't have to put your whole computer into the developer into preview thing. Developer preview, no. It, you can use your existing version of Windows 10, and it would just be the browser preview that mm-hmm. you download uh, 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 Win32 apps of. Well, maybe I'll have so to give it a try. 
Yeah, there's two versions. One version is like the more canary version where you get updates for the browser every day. And then there's the other developer version uh, where you get updates, I think it's like a, on a week-to-week basis. So I started watching a new show. Mm-hmm. It is Amazing Hotels, Life Beyond the Lobby. You've seen this oh. at all? Uh, I think I might have scanned it, but I haven't actually looked at it. I think so, I've seen it on my Netflix, but I haven't tried it out. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I, just on a whim, just decided to watch it because it was like talking about how they go into how a hotel manages to run their operation in unique mm-hmm. scenarios. So like the first hotel was this gargantuan thing in Singapore that is basically three skyscrapers with an Eiffel Tower sized pool on the top of it which is cool in and in of itself uh yeah that was that was <laughs> that episode was so it's still my favorite one of all the of all the episodes we've seen so far um there's also another hotel Amazing Hotels Life Beyond the Lobby. And yeah, it there was the first episode is about a hotel in Singapore that has three skyscrapers with another skyscraper laying on top of it basically. Uh, oh, the Marina Bay Sands. Yeah, I've heard of this hotel. Mhm. Yeah, and then there's another one where it's like in the middle of a rainforest cloud forest kind of thing. And in Ecuador, it talks about how, like, the you know, they managed to run these hotels. No, I like I said, I've, I, I've, uh, this is from the BBC, and, and it, it's recommended it to me before because I've watched a number of BBC shows. Um, I watched shows on how some of these amazing hotels have been built, uh, because I like the architectural and engineering and structural design uh, aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But also the uh, the daily day in day out intricacies of logistics of how many rooms and cleaning all the rooms and it's kind of like how uh, when they paint the Golden Gate Bridge once they finish the whole Golden Gate Bridge they have to start all over painting like it's this whole thing right. that they have to do every single day and it sounds like these hotels are very much like that but also the added bonus of dealing with crazy patrons of coming in thinking that they they own the world or not <laughs> mm-hmm. you know and yeah so i'll go ahead and watch that give you guys my full review uh, or rather my 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 very uh dumbed up review of of how a show like that is but uh it's a really cool uh uh recommendation anything else you want to say about it uh, are, well, the question I'd have for you is: Are you heading to? Is it is it available for download? You're heading to the airport today. I'm I'm downloading the first episode as we speak right now. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess uh, should we sign in as homework? At least watch the first episode. Yeah, that'll be my uh, my homework. That shall be the homework of everybody else that's listening. All twenty some of you. And uh, whomever else you want to bring along for this journey, because it's it sounds like a cool uh, cool kind of show. It's not a reality show; it's more of a documentary kind of show. It sounds like, and I like those. I like this plan. Sounds good. Well, we will be back in two weeks then. Uh, thank you very much, Quentin, as always. And for those that are listening, 
I don't know how my audio is right now. Quentin doesn't know how my audio is right now until after he will edit this. And I want to say ahead of time, thank you, Quentin, for editing. But I apologize if my audio is complete crap and sounds weird and odd because of the recording situation that I am currently in. If you've followed along and stayed with us this long, you are a trooper. You are amazing. And we appreciate it uh, from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, And if you want to show appreciation directly to us, Quentin, how can people follow you? Uh, on Instagram and Xbox at Firewall. You can find me there as well, too, under Lazy Tech Tony. You can also find me on Mixer.com. I do a lot of game streaming now, now that I have the setup. So Lazy Tech Tony on Mixer. You can follow Firewall on there, too, if you want to watch his amazing uh, no-scope shots on on Apex. Um, you can follow the both of us on Twitter, still recording. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, guys.